Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Welcome everyone to this segment of Manufacturing Talk Radio. We're glad that you're with us here this morning. We have uh, Lou Weiss, who's my co-host up in New Jersey, and we also have Chad Moutre, who's the Chief Economist for the National Association of Manufacturers. So with that, I'd just like to chat with Lou for a moment. Lou, how are you this morning? Uh, doing great, doing great. Uh, you, we did a show yesterday. You were out on assignment. How'd you do? Fine. Actually, everything went very well. <laughs> okay. Well, it's really been a wild couple of weeks here, and uh, uh, we're really thrilled to have uh, Chad Mutre with us from uh, NAM. And uh, but I think that uh, we're going to take a short uh, commercial break before we get started. So let somebody pay for, pay for our big paychecks here. So hold on one moment, and we will be right back. Manufacturing Talk Radio will be right back. How do you keep your business humming? Where do you go when you're looking for quality suppliers of new equipment? Components, MRO supplies, repair services, or even raw materials. 30 years ago, you would have turned to the Thomas Register. Today, those big green books are better than ever at thomasnet.com, industry's leading platform for product sourcing and supplier discovery. You can easily find that local machine shop, national distributor, OEM, or any supplier having the right quality certification. Fast and free. You can even get to specific products, components, or downloadable 3D CAD drawings simply by entering specifications or part numbers. There's a reason thomasnet.com has become the go-to supplier discovery tool for procurement professionals and engineers. There's simply no other resource like it. And it's all free. Go to thomasnet.com today and see how top-notch supplier discovery doesn't have to put a dent into your bottom line. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Welcome back with Chad Moutre. Chad, thank you for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. It's always fun to be on your show, Tim and Lou. You always thank you. Always insightful. Hopefully you guys get something out of it as well. Oh, well, always. Some, always. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> So you actually put out two uh, excellent documents, um, the, the Monday morning uh, report, which we all love to read, and the global outlook uh, update. Um, we've got some horrible background noise. I have no idea what that is. Uh, but let's go ahead anyway. Chad, why don't you give us an idea of what's happening globally in the local so I think I think you know the bottom line, and, and we've talked about this the last few times I've been on on your show is is you know manufacturing activity is certainly trending in the right direction, and, and I, I think that's that's the key the key thing to talk about is that you know overall the global economy looks good, right? Um, we're seeing the best numbers out of Europe, for instance, that we've seen really uh, in 20 years in many cases. Uh, and even in the U.S., we're seeing we're seeing really strong demand, really strong production activity. 
and 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 uh, in in the December survey, you know, we had almost 95% of our members that were positive about their own company's outlook. So, guys, again, that's kind of where where to start is, is there. Um, we've seen in terms of overall GDP numbers, uh, you know, pretty decent growth, especially for consumer uh, and business spending. Um, and so we ended the year on a really strong note. Um, now, with that said, we we've also had some a little bit of weaker data. Uh, on retail sales in January, then we might prefer a little bit of a pullback. Um, uh, and, uh, and and so certainly there are there are we always almost always have some weakness weak data in the first quarter, so that should not be sh totally shocking to us. Um, but I think the bottom line is that the economy looks, still looks really good, uh, and um, consumers and businesses I think are, are pretty upbeat overall. Chad, how are manufacturers feeling, uh, by and large, across America? And I know, you know, it seems to be doing very well around the world. Everybody is uh, kind of in this synchronized upsweep of good manufacturing news. Um, yeah. Same in the U.S. What's the National Association of Manufacturers looking at in terms of a GDP number for 2018? You know, I actually, <clears throat> I think we're going to get to 3% uh, uh, growth this year. So I, I, this will be the first year we've had a three-handle in front of our GDP numbers since 2005. Um, the consensus wow. forecast for this year is uh, in the high twos, but I, I think I'm not alone in saying that I think 3% is achievable for this year. You know, we, we had 2.6% growth in the fourth quarter. Much of that actually came from a drag from inventories and from, from net exports which we can get into if you want to kind of dig into that. Uh, I actually think that number is going to get revised higher, and hopefully that, that number would go over three, um, uh, because I think that, that those drags were a little over overstated. Uh, and I think for the quarter that we're in right now, I think certainly three is, is possible for that as well, so the first quarter. So I think, I think again, the, the trend lines are certainly in the right direction for 2018. Uh, and, and some of those data that we had for the, for the fourth quarter, I think, are going to get revised higher. Uh, on the trade side, that yes, there was a huge uh, increase in, in goods exports in the fourth quarter, but it was outweighed by a huge increase in goods imports, and that's where the drag came from. It's, in many ways, it is, is a sign that the global economy is doing better, right, that overall trade volumes have, have increased substantially. So uh, uh, and so that's, that's really what's behind a lot of that, those numbers. That first quarter is always a, a real rock and roll show. It's very rarely um, uh, hot. Usually it's uh, it's the, the slow one of the slowest quarters of the of the year. Uh, considering how we started this year, um, I, my personal feeling is that we're going to have a, a a rock and roll hot first quarter. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, we should see that uh, three maybe approaching four GDP. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, I don't know if you've already talked about this or not. Well, we have, and, and, and normally, you know, the last, really for the last couple of decades, you, the, the trend that you're talking about is true, that we've seen a really weak first quarter followed by a huge rebound in the second quarter. What, make, right. what might make this quarter a little different this time, uh, certainly there's the tax reform element, which, you know, certainly, the, you know, people are going to start getting uh, additional take-home pay, you know, for instance, with their withholdings. But the other big part is it goes back to the inventory conversation I mentioned earlier, Inventories alone subtracted out a full percentage point uh, from GDP in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, and while I and, and I and I mentioned, I think that that was a little overstated. I think it's going to get revised up, so it won't be quite that big of a drag. Uh, but <clears throat> when people aren't spending on inventories and, and 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 those overall stockpiles are reduced, that should mean that in the first quarter people are spending on inventories in the first quarter. So. You might have a bit of a of uh, because of inventories a little bit larger first quarter growth than you might otherwise, because of just some shifting of when people are spending on on uh, inventories. So I think that that might be the difference maker this time, um, is that inventory shift. Um, mm-hmm. Also, tax reform. I think we we have to get to see what will happen with tax reform. Again, people are starting to get those paychecks right where where those withholdings are going to be impacted, and so. Uh, it might not be immediate, but as people realize that they have more take-home pay, that con- consumer spending could pick up, and that stimulus could could really play its way through 2018. Do you, do you think that the business side of the tax reform will have a more immediate effect, even though they're not going to start seeing refunds coming until a year from now? But uh, certainly with uh, uh, spending on new equipment and uh, uh, that sort of thing, they can start doing that now. And get a yeah, benefit yeah. from that almost immediately. Yeah, and, and, and we, we, you know, we've been going out and asking our members, what are you doing with tax reform? Many of them are coming back and saying they are going to increase capital spending, buying more plant and equipment, et cetera. Uh, and so that should have an impact. Obviously, if you're building a new plant, you know, that's not shovel-ready, <laughs> to, to borrow a phrase from a few years ago. Uh, so that usually takes time. But if you're going out and buying a piece of equipment, right, capital spending on equipment, that's something you can do right now, right? So... We will sure. start seeing we will start seeing seeing some of those effects uh, in 2018. I think that's going to provide a huge boost um, to the economy this year. Um, uh, certainly, I think that additional cash flow that that manage the businesses are going to have because of tax reform is going to have uh, a huge uh, increase to, to to GDP this year. From our standpoint, uh, All Metals and Forge Group, uh, and we sell to many industry sectors and one of the very strong ones right now is oil and gas and that's almost immediate um, we're seeing a tremendous pickup in that uh, sector so texas uh is uh, a lot of seeing a lot of good things coming well we've certainly seen the texas economy but the entire anywhere where there's the you know heavily heavily concentrated with energy we've seen that stabilize pretty substantially as pr- the price of energy has come up um mm-hmm. we've actually seen energy prices increase a little bit more than i think even us uh, those of us in the economics profession expected uh mostly because of some supply constraints uh you know in, in venezuela and obviously opec has kind of kept it together a little bit stronger than we had expected so the price of energy really has increased uh more than I think we thought, um, but that's helping overall the the Texas economy, the you know Oklahoma, the whole the whole energy sector pretty well. Even in Canada, I think has has really stabilized uh, as a result of I think uh, a better energy prices than than we were thinking. Chad, I'm just wondering the next kind of issues that NAM is working on because it advocates on uh, oh about a dozen issues for the industry are probably immigration and infrastructure. How are those going on Capitol Hill? I mean, I know what we hear on the mainstream news. What do you hear? Because you guys are on the Hill. Well, we're, we're certainly out there pushing for infrastructure. Um, you know, the president has put out his proposal. Um, I think infrastructure is, is really that next, uh, you know, now that we're past tax reform, is something that we really are pushing for. Uh, the president talked about it in his State of the Union, obviously. And, and 
well, while it might not look in the end exactly like the president's proposal, I think there is momentum behind doing something on infrastructure. And, and I think the key thing, as you know, is, is how to pay for it, right? There's, you've heard the gas tax conversation come up in, uh, in many in many proposals on the Hill, for instance. Um, but, I, but I do think that that's, we're going to try to get some momentum on that, uh, certainly between now and August, which, you know, really not, everything stops in August because of the election, midterm ele- elections this year. Um, on, right. on, on immigration, you know, we, we, we certainly were supportive of, uh, you know, the, the DACA fix and the immigration reforms that were talked about last week, uh, and we're, we're hopeful that something will happen there uh, when it comes to uh, the Dreamers and trying to get some type of a, of a compromise across the board. Um, you know, the other, the other big issue uh, that you didn't mention that I'll just kind of throw out there is, is con- you know, continued uncertainty on the trade front. Uh, whether that's NAFTA or some other things, so we're we're also following those issues pretty pretty closely as well, and expect something to happen there um, in the coming weeks. Is anything more going to happen on health care, or is that one kind of uh, gone as far as it's going to go? Uh, I think it's gone as far as it's going to go right now. I mean, um, I mean there were some, you know, we were there were some in the last continuing resolution uh, that was passed, uh, there was some of those taxes were eliminated, which we supported, eliminating some of those health care taxes that were part of the uh, Affordable Care Act. Um, and so I think, you know, I think for the most part, people uh, have moved on to other issues right now. It doesn't mean it won't come up at some point. There is some talk of, about a bipartisan solution to help stabilize the uh, health insurance markets. And so I think if there's anything that's done, it will be really to try to stabilize those health insurance markets, uh, mostly out of fear that if they don't do so, those uh, those premiums are going to skyrocket. Uh, but outside of that, I don't see much more right. happening uh, between now and the midterm elections. Uh, Jared, on a, a bit of a different note, uh, we're aware and uh, we'd like you to make our uh, audience and listeners aware of NAM's 2018 State of Manufacturing Tour. And yeah. I'm not sure if this is the first time you're doing it, uh, no. but uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us about that? It's rather intriguing. So, yeah, the, the, we have been doing a state of the manufacturing tour. I, I think this is at least the third or fourth year, uh, but it just ah. keeps getting bigger bigger and better <laughs> every year. Um, they're doing uh, – president, uh, the president and CEO, Jay Timmons, is out and about uh, with David Farr. In many cases, he was our chairman. He's the CEO of, of Emerson. Uh, they're doing 35 events in eight states over two weeks. Uh, I believe they're in California today, as as I'm talking. Uh, but really, the focus has been, and, and it's a nice opportunity for us to talk about manufacturing around the country. You get a lot of local markets there, so they get a lot of hits uh, in the local media uh, about the importance of manufacturing. Really focusing, especially on those workforce challenges that I know you and I have talked about quite a bit, uh, Tim and Lou. Uh, uh, that, that really kind of is the big issue for many of our manufacturing members, um, and and it's a, it's it, again it's a huge t- opportunity for us to really just get out there that manufacturing is important to the U.S. economy. 2.25 trillion dollars, an new all-time high in terms of what a manufacturing contributes to the U.S. economy. But also to really talk about how the manufacturing workforce is changing, uh, and 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 how those those. You know, certainly the skills issue is, is important, but also encouraging more young people to go into manufacturing, and that's, uh, I think, a huge win for us um, and a huge hit for us in terms of, you know, again, getting into those local media markets. 
I think it's really terrific that Nam has taken a, a lead role on this. Uh, there is one uh, one thing I'd like to mention uh, that we have joined uh, in as well, and that is uh, that we've started a second radio show uh, uh, in addition to Manufacturing Talk Radio, and that's WAM, Women and Manufacturing. It started in November. We have five uh, highly accomplished women who act as uh, hosts, and uh, they're running their own show, and they've had some incredible uh, women guests, VPs, uh, presidents, directors, high-level managers, C-suite people, talking about the issues of women in manufacturing. And it's such a underutilized market that could certainly help uh, skilled manufacturing, whether it's down on the shop floor or up in the C-suite. So... I just wanted to let uh, you know about that. Uh, that show is on Wednesdays at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, uh, congrats on, on the, the successful launch of that show. Um, as you know, in addition to, to, to just to pushing out workforce initiatives in general, the Manufacturing Institute has its uh, annual STEP Awards coming up in the spring. I think it's, it's coming up in a month or so uh, where we honor yeah. women in manufacturing. Uh, and the other, the other big initiative that the Manufacturing Institute has done uh, this, starting this year is we're starting to offer uh, courses for uh, uh, kind of veterans, military veterans as they're getting ready to leave the service uh, at, at Fort Hood and Fort Riley, uh, and that's going to continue to expand um, moving forward to a whole, whole host of other military bases as well. Again, trying to encourage those uh, folks in the military who are leaving to go into the to manufacturing careers, and that's been a huge success for us so far. Well, we'll start uh, filling in those holes and uh, get more people into manufacturing because all the people that we talk to from the our manufacturing side, they're all having the same problems. And one of the biggest problems of skill gap is the opioid issue. And uh, it's, it's still not being addressed, uh, you know, very much like uh, um, the gun issue is not really being addressed. And I don't want to go political here, but uh, I, I think that we need to have this to be more in the uh, open sector that people hear more about and understand more about what's going on. And uh, NAM certainly does a great job of that. Well, we we are we are getting ready on the Manufacturing Institute side of the shop to to do a study uh, that looks at best practices for manufacturing in terms of what what are what are some of our members doing with regard to the opioid crisis? What are we doing in general about substance abuse, not just for the workers themselves, but for their families? And so, stay tuned on that. That's that's still uh, obviously at the beginning stages, but uh, we, we agree with you. <laughs> That we want to continue to to look at what how are how is substance abuse impacting the overall workforce for manufacturing? Well, I'll give you a little a little story that we ran across uh, one of the manufacturers that we deal with in the Midwest. That within the last three four months, their business has really picked up tremendously, and they had and actually is a woman owned business, and they had to go out and they wanted to hire ten more people for the shop floor. And if I'm not mistaken, only three of ten candidates passed the drug test. It's very disheartening, and uh, it's shocking. So it's, it's it really is something that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, yeah, we definitely agree. 
Uh, Chad, the uh, one other thing I want to touch on before we wrap up this segment, and that is on technology. What is the National Association of Manufacturers talking about in terms of uh, technology and what they want to see happen in technology, and at, at least at the federal government level? So we just had uh, a study coming out, again, this is on the Manufacturing Institute side, uh, with PricewaterhouseCoopers um, on disruptive technologies, and, and in particular on autonomous vehicles, uh, and, and something we, we called uh, mobility, obviously, in manufacturing. So you know, if you go to the Manufacturing Institute's website, you can see that study. But this has been an issue where we've continued to really uh, try to document as much as we can, knowing that manufacturers are investing in these disruptive technologies. They're going to completely change the way we think about manufacturing moving forward. Uh, and it also really changes the workforce in terms of who we're uh, trying to recruit. And so uh, that really, I think, is, is what we're trying to, to hone in on. I think that there's a lot of scary stories out there about how the robots are taking our jobs away. Uh, and and the, <laughs> the reality is that, that technology is making manufacturing much more productive. Uh, it's changing how we innovate. It's changing how we, we the overall operations of how manufacturers uh, do production. Uh, and I think it also changes you know service after the sale in many ways. So. Uh, we need to make sure we continue to hit home that technology is, is, can be a win-win uh, and, and certainly helps to make the sector much more competitive. Um, so that's, that's really, I think, what we're trying to document, not just in the studies, but also in terms of the policy and other, other initiatives that we're putting out there. I would agree. Certainly, you know, 150 years ago when 98% of the population of the United States was in the agricultural industry and it was a brute force kind of uh, work or labor, um, now only 2% is, a lot to do with technology. And I think we're going to see that uh, manufacturing improves dramatically and there'll be higher paying jobs and less uh, redundant jobs in manufacturing for individuals to do, and I think that's where technology is going to play a big role. Chad, anything else you'd like to update our listeners on before we take a quick commercial break? Well, I guess I'll kind of end here because it's certainly got a lot of press uh, over the last few weeks. Is you know the stock market and what's happening there. Um, I think uh, the, the key thing to keep in mind is that the economy is doing well, right? And, and as, as a result of a lot of really good news about economic growth, uh, the overall financial markets are kind of resetting their expectations about uh, the number of rate increases that are going to happen this year from the Fed's perspective. Um, I think just a, right. a month or so, so ago, there was an expectation that we'd have two or three rate increases this year. That's now kind of reset itself to being three or four uh, rate increases in 2018. Uh, and the, you're seeing the stock market kind of recalibrate for that. Um, the, bo the bottom line is that the stock market was up more than 40% since the election in 2016. It's, it's still up more than 30% <laughs> since then. So uh, certainly I think there's a lot of scary stories about corrections in the last couple of weeks, but, but you know, the reality is this was a correction based off of optimism, uh, and I think the stock market still, from a relative basis, is still up pretty strongly. So um, uh, that that's kind of a, a nice positive way to end the story uh, the call at least today so well we appreciate you being with us Chad thank you yes, thank, thank you, you Chad you take care you too and we'll be right back uh, in, in, with a, uh, Lou and I doing a little wrap up here after this commercial break Manufacturing Talk Radio will be right back 
How do you keep your business humming? Where do you go when you're looking for quality suppliers of new equipment? Components, MRO supplies, repair services, or even raw materials. 30 years ago, you would have turned to the Thomas Register. Today, those big green books are better than ever at thomasnet.com, industry's leading platform for product sourcing and supplier discovery. You can easily find that local machine shop, national distributor, OEM, or any supplier having the right quality certification. Fast and free. You can even get to specific products, components, or downloadable 3D CAD drawings simply by entering specifications or part numbers. There's a reason thomasnet.com has become the go-to supplier discovery tool for procurement professionals and engineers. There's simply no other resource like it. And it's all free. Go to thomasnet.com today and see how top-notch supplier discovery doesn't have to put a dent into your bottom line. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Lou, I don't know what you and I are going to talk about in the uh, upcoming shows. Everything is going so well that, you know, in mainstream media, if it's negative, it's news. If it bleeds, it leads. And that's not what we do here. But yeah, things are looking well, we'll great. Well, maybe we're going to have to come up with some uh, imaginary headwinds and make an issue over what could be coming in 2019. Um, but uh, talking about some of the positives, uh, NAM doing this, uh, what was it, 30, 38 stops, was it, or 28 stops around the country in two weeks? Yes. Uh, you gotta cha- you got to carry a lot of change of underwear for that kind of a trip. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, uh, Jay Timmons is uh, doing a great job. He's a great speaker, and he's got a lot of friends around the country. So I'm sure it's going to be well-received by manufacturers all over the country. Uh, yeah, it seems to be that everything is uh, just coming up roses. Uh, um, we are uh, doing our uh, new show, the Wham! Show, to talk about that for a minute. Uh, we've had um, we've done this now. This the end of this month will be our fourth month, and each month our listenership has grown by uh, four times each month. Uh, so we that that needle just goes almost straight up. So I want to thank our our hosts for the job that they're doing, and uh, we have. We're, we have many shows already booked out until um, uh, April, I think, um, and they're constantly coming up with new ideas and concepts for shows. So for all you women and men who are listening right now, tune in to Wham! at uh, Women and, A-N-D, Manufacturing, MFG.com. Uh, it's a great show. They're, they're great women. They've got great stories, uh, and they're smarter than us, us guys anyway. So you're going to hear – you might get some good ideas from them. Tim? Well, if we got all of our advertisers in, Lou, are we comfortable with that? Uh, well, we're waiting for uh, Amex. We're waiting for Verizon to sign contracts. Uh, they'll be our, our next uh, uh, goal – for our two shows. So, yeah, we're done for now. And anybody wants to send in donations, we don't turn down donations. <laughs> so, uh, matter of fact, uh, you can send that to uh, 
advertise at <laughs> mfgtalkradio.com. If you don't want to donate, buy some advertising. Either one works. Tim? Yes, it harkens, harkens me back to the soupy sales days. Just go get the pictures of the dead presidents and send them into us. <laughs> right, right. Well, that wraps us up for this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. As always, you can find all of the other episodes, including this one at mfgtalkradio.com. Keep in mind that we also have a women and mfg.com website for women in manufacturing. And that wraps us up for this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs> <laughs>